Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Super excited you decided to join us. Before we jump into today's podcast, I'd like to give you a big I'd like to give a big shout to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the most user-friendly and easiest machine to use. Go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's not only going to help you become a better basketball coach. It's not always going to, not only going to help you think about the things that you're doing, um, but it's a, it's a great community. It's a, of like-minded coaches, and let me help you. Let my 30-plus years of experience help you through the process to win more games in less time and save a lot of money along the way, to be honest with you. All right, let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged on a sunny Saturday morning is when we're actually taping this, and it's sunny in Wisconsin. Whenever it's sunny and not snowing, I'm always happy. So it seems like half the season in Wisconsin, it's snowing. Um, Anyway, so uh, Coach Tufts, I'm going to have you um, introduce yourself and tell your basketball journey kind of how you started coaching where you started um and then you know kind of where you are right now and uh we'll we'll dive in and we'll have a conversation about the the, the best sport ever invented in my opinion we can have a dis- we could we could probably have a podcast on when this sport was invented Pete there's a, there's a lot of discussion about that but um <laughs> so it's like i think it's been around longer than people think it has but uh so go ahead. I'm going to turn it over to you, Coach Tufts, and just kind of just introduce yourself and then just kind of tell your basketball journey. You don't have to go back to the crib, but uh, just go back and kind of tell us how your basketball journey started and where how you got to the point where you are right now. All right. Well, thanks for having me, Coach. Uh, I'm all the way out here in Sherwood, Oregon, and uh, I've been a, a West Coast guy my whole life. So I lived in Oregon and Washington a little bit back and forth, but I went to high school at Eastside Catholic. Is right outside Seattle and played in the Metro League against an extremely 
extremely good league. You know, Jamal Crawford and Nate Robinson played against those guys from that Rainier Beach. And, um, and then I came down back to Oregon so and I played basketball. That, you, nothing related with basketball. Yeah. So describe the describe the Northwest to me. It's really I've literally not been in th- three states: Oregon, Washington, and Alaska. Those are the only three states in the continental United States I've not stepped foot in. I think I've flown into Washington, but I don't think I've stepped. I mean, I guess I was in the airport, but um, yeah. So describe the Northwest to me. Oh man, it is uh, absolutely gorgeous. There's green everywhere. We have the mountains. Like from where I live, the, the mountains are, you know, an hour away. Uh, the okay. beach is just over an hour away. I mean, you've got everything. And, 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 and it's fishing, and, and it's, hiking. It's not like San Diego where you get cold. Oh yeah, we. I, I wish it was kind of like San Diego, but um, <laughs> right now today's is going to be eighty, and Oregonians are losing their mind because um, this is the first kind of turn of good weather for the spring so we're we're pretty okay. excited about it yeah okay. but we, we have four definitive seasons four for sure and yeah, it yeah. rains okay. and it rains a ton like once the basketball season once it starts really raining you know it's basketball season <laughs> i always say i know it's basketball season when i lose when i lose sunlight like yep when it gets dreary in wisconsin and the snow starts flying it's november to march um and when i leave the gym and i walk to my car after practice and i see the sun then i know spring's coming but yeah um yeah i i it, it sounds wisconsin once you get to north i mean you get to the two, top two-thirds of wisconsin or even min, minnesota it's it's lakes and trees um so i bet it would be very similar i bet it would be like it'd be like the uh northeast is maine and vermont and new hampshire are very green too i bet we just don't have the mountains that you guys or the or the ocean but we have the lakes yeah we have, yeah, no, we it have is. the most fresh water in the in the world, which might be valuable someday, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, no joke. I, I went to a wedding up in north northern Wisconsin a couple uh a couple of years ago and it was looked very similar to Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, I think right it is. Lake I think up there. It was gorgeous. It is, it's yeah. it is gorgeous. It is. It's not I'm not meaning to offend anybody, but it's not like driving through one of the Dakotas where it's just <laughs> or, or southern illinois if you've ever driven through southern illinois again not offending anybody from southern illinois but it is blah <laughs> yeah i've, I've done a, a cross-country state. road trip all the way to vermont from from oregon so i've seen seen a lot and like you said vermont maine very similar to oregon um beautiful country but yeah. the the midwest and there's some stretches different, of Texas different experience. that way too. There's some there's some stretches of Texas when you're flying when you're going east to west. It's like whoa, where am I? Like it's just big, <laughs> like, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then so so you've been a, a West Coast kid, and then you played outside of Seattle. Then what? Uh, I came down and played at a Division three school called Pacific University, it's in Forest Grove. Go Boxers! Okay. Um, and had a great experience there. You know, I mean, as you know, once you're when you, if you get a chance to play in college, those are your, those are your brothers. We've been all, all of our weddings and all those, those teammates are lifelong friends. So I had a really special I, the, experience people there. Under, people under, I tell my p- players this, first of all, don't get caught up on the number unless you're, yeah. unless you're a lottery pick, it doesn't really matter. And then division three is, I played division three basketball too. And my, hopefully my son's going to play division three basketball. It, it's a great thing to be honest with you. Um, you play for love of the sport it's kind of like high school in some respects um, yeah man it was so, it was so fun and you're all getting through it together and you're all 
man, academics are usually really tough. And so you're all, that's another bonding experience that <laughs> you're grinding, sweating that out. And right. Uh, it, it was so much fun. Yeah. So I, I played there for four years and then stayed and got my master's in teaching. So I was an assistant coach for a year at Pacific during, when I was getting my master's. Okay. And then, yeah, then I just got right into the workforce and got a job at Scapoos High School, just um, kind of west of Portland. Okay. And I, I was an assistant coach for six years. Assistant, JV, just kind of had a lot of different roles. But in those six years, we had four different head coaches. And so it was just uh, an interesting experience for the program, but it was awesome for me because I got to learn from four different guys. So I and tell some, young coaches that all the time. The more mentors you can find, even the bad mentors I had, I learned something from. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's, do. I took stuff that I still, still use. And there was stuff that I immediately, I said, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> right. And, right. And you don't learn that unless you experience it. And right. it, it was awesome. It was a great learning experience. Um, and then I, I got the head job after those six years. And I was a head coach at Scapoose for five years. And we had a lot of success. We won three league titles. We were fortunate enough to win a state title uh, in 2015. And oh, those that was the best. Those are the best. Oh, my gosh. It, it was incredible. And, and just uh, a couple of weeks ago, like four of our guys from that team came over. I mean, I know we're in the pandemic, we're, but we were out front, um, ordered pizza, and they played with my kids. I mean, they're family. You know, I mean, that's the, the beauty of being a coach. And it's not just the kids from the state title team. I've got kids, you know, you know, this as a coach, kids come back all the time. They want to see my kids growing up, but it was, it's also, there's a little bit different special bond when you win a state title. It, it's just different. There is. And, I'm telling you. So you probably know Wesley who plays, for, who played for Portland early in his career. Wesley Matthews was one of my guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. He was one of my players and he won a state title his senior year with all his friends that he grew up with. And he's had like a 13, 14 year NBA career and he still talks about it. Like, and he's an mm -hmm. NBA guy. Like, okay, you're defending LeBron, but you're still talking about winning the state title with your high school friends. Okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell, I tell the kids, I, uh, we had a meeting last week with my players, and, and I, held up, I held up my hand and, and showed them my ring, one of my rings. And I said, Mom can't buy this for you at Target. Like, <laughs> I said, you got to go earn this, like in the off season uh -huh. and do those kind of things. And they're looking at me like, well, you know, it's like, I got a little bit more street street cred than the average person, which helps too. It does help. Oh, it's huge. Oh, yeah, it does. It does help. Yeah. Um, and it helps with parents. <laughs> you oh, it know. definitely helps with parents. It's like, I, yeah. I'm to the point in my career where like, I'll just go fishing. Like I, I don't mm. deal with like, it's like, okay. You know, I'm, I've proven what we can do and feel like I've righted the ship, but, um, so yeah. where are you still there? Are you still at that school? So after being the head coach for five years, um, I me and my family, we moved over to Sherwood and okay. there's bigger classifications. So Scapoose was four a, we have six classifications in Oregon. Okay. Uh, and then we moved up to the Sherwood is in the six a classification. So the biggest, biggest, uh, schools in Oregon. And six it's so hard. I'm going to yeah. write a blog on all the classifications because it's so hard for me to keep track of. Like, oh, it's bizarre. Then it's so weird. We Washington go one through five. Story. We go one okay. through five, and I'm in one, and one is the biggest. 
Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. One is the biggest and it goes two, three, four, five. Like five might have a school in Northern Wisconsin or somewhere of, you know, 80, but we're a school. I we're one. We're like 22, 2300. So yeah, it's crazy. You can't, I can't keep track yeah. of them all, all over the country. And some of them just, yeah, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, so we, we came over to Sherwood and this is my fifth year. No, sixth year. Fifth year, sorry. <laughs> this is the best part, Coach. I can't, like, people go, how long have you been coaching? And say, oh, let me go look in my room, and then I'll count the pictures of all my teams. I go, I don't remember anymore. And, like, I remember the players, but I don't remember how many years I've been coaching or, you know. It is funny how that Also, works. during and during the pandemic, my this time frame is completely off. I was like, did we have a season last year? Was it, like, two years ago? I don't even – it's just everything's blurred. Yeah. No, because we had a coaching meeting. We had a coaching meeting on Tuesday, and we're, I'm talking to my coaches, and I go, "Remember last year when we did this?" And they go, "And I go, whoa, 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 we didn't play last year. I got to uh -huh. go two years ago when we actually coached because we didn't have a season this year." Um, yeah, it is weird. I think that that gap year, it's like a gap year. It's like that one year in between. You can't got to figure out what you're doing with. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, you're so in the class. Yeah, came over to Sherwood, and that first year, uh, we won five games, you know, and, and two years prior, we had won a state title at Scapoose. So, so right. those were some – I said to – I told myself, my wife, before the season, I would, hey, just remind me about once a week that it's going to take time because I'm going to be pulling my hair out. And, yeah, there was a lot of late nights. like, And then you just overanalyze every little thing. I'm like, am I doing it right? Um staying up late, too late, watching every, every little thing of film, but we, we got a lot of momentum and those seniors, they, they were awesome. You know, they bought in and we just, it just takes time to build your culture and build your system. And uh, I tell, player to, I tell player young coaches, going. yep. I tell young coaches, I mentor, I said, it takes, it usually takes seven. Um, I was able to get to the state tournament when I took over our program at five, but I was a little lucky. Um, I usually say, and culture takes several, like you're not going to change the culture overnight. It, it takes mm -hmm. time to change it, especially if it hasn't been winning. Um, so tell me that, tell me your thoughts on the difference between coaching and classifications. Is, are there any, hey everybody hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, I'm going to do a big shout out to our two other podcasts, high school hoops and teacher side gig. Um, I do talk about them often, but I don't give them a spotlight. They are great. High school hoops talks weekly. We talk about kind of what you're going through. Like we've been doing a lot of um, COVID right now because that's where we are and and what happened with that, and how we're reacting to it. And, and teacher side gig is teachers kind of looking at themselves and how they can make a little extra money on the side. And uh, yeah, it's just me giving back to a little bit to, to all the teachers out there that I know have to do that. So um, also subscribe and like this podcast and go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. All right, let's head back to the podcast. Yeah, that was a, uh, a question in the interview. Right? They're like, okay, you're you're coming up to the big boys. I'm like, well, it's basketball, right? And you got to build relationships. You got to build trust. You got to build fundamentals and build your culture and everything, like to build a program. And I was listening to your, your podcast about building – building a program and when you were talking about what you did when you got to your school through all these different stages as well just in the last five years so the basketball is basketball you know and now there's better athletes at this level which you would expect 
teams are deeper, which you would expect. Um, but man, it's, it's, it's the same and it's so much fun, you know? And I think here's, here's what I tell people. This is the math person in me. It's like, 90% 90% the same, 10% different here. And, and you hit on a lot of the differences. Like if you're, if you're coaching in a school of 80, you don't have as big a bench. You don't have, you might not be able to beat people off the dribble quite the same. I mean, there's just, there's that 10% is those little things that you literally have no control over. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you might only have seven people on your roster. Like if you're at a small school, um, but I, I agree. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, it is, it's basketball. It's like no different than playing it in Europe. You know, what's the difference? I mean, they have different rules, I guess, but um, you have the shot clock. Uh, we don't, you know, Washington does right above us. California does right below us, but Oregon has not adopted a shot clock and it's a heavy topic. You know, tons of coaches are pushing for it. ADs are weary. Um, administration is worried about the cost. I mean, there's so, you know, and I heard one of your podcasts, you guys were talking about it. There's so many different factors um, that I think it'll get here within five years, but we don't have one right now. Yeah, I think it, I think it actually the pandemic probably pushed everything back a little bit from from a mm-hmm. financial standpoint is my guess. But I don't know. I Again, sometimes I, I really, to be honest with you, don't care that much. <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to have that. I mean, I just think. Like I've said in my podcast, I think what's pure about high school basketball is diff- the different styles that you see. Um, it's not as generic as a collegiate game. Collegiate games all start kind of looking the same. You know, obviously, if you watch mm-hmm. Syracuse, it looks a little different. But the style, everything seems very similar. Where if you go into a high school gym and anywhere, you're going to see 17 different styles of the game because there isn't a shot clock and there isn't that, like, Picking, you know, thing. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm sounding old when I say that, but it's it's you know. Um, no, it's true. And and I've you know, college coaches they they give us a lot of credit. Like friends that I've talked to, like man, your high school coaches, you got to adjust to what you got. Like we can recruit to what we get or to our system. And so yeah, we we uh, I got to give ourselves credit. You know, sometimes like we're we got to adjust and and adapt and um based on what we got and so man what might the stuff that we run three years from now might be different right um so i'm gonna just i'm gonna throw a couple curveballs at you if you could only do three things at practice what would you do shooting um scrimmage and just play and then some defensive breakdowns why I think we, we have to mirror as, as much what happens in games as much as we possibly can. Um, so if you got to, you got to score to win it. Right. So we had to work on our shooting and I, we pride ourselves on being a shooting program. Um, we, we shoot a ton of threes in games. We shoot a, a ton in the off season. And then, like I said, scrimmage, like we just got to play and then you can coach on the fly and about making decisions, making reads and then defensive breakdowns. Like you can teach that, in scrimmage, but man, some kids just got got a got a rep, you know, whatever skill or whatever weaknesses they're at. Right. That's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been a move, a huge movement to small sided games. What's your feeling on that? 
Um, it's interesting that people call it this because I think coaches have just been doing it forever. Like, okay, we're going to put you in a situation that happens in a game and we're going to play and teach you out of it. And now there's the lingo. You know, we, we hear all the lingo that gets passed down from NBA and some of the clinic talk and all that. Like, man, no, we're, we're going to play basketball. Um, so small-sided games are good, but I think that we already do that. You know, and we, we play four-on-four four in practice a ton. We'll, we'll play three-on-three. Three. We'll work on a certain action. Um, but I think that's just a term that a lot of us have been doing forever. For, for 30 years. That's what, that's the only thing. Yeah. It's like you just named it, which is great, but I've been doing that since I've started because that's what I wanted. To, that's the way I wanted to learn. I tell people, this is from someone that's taught for 30 plus years. You can't do one thing all the time. Like you lose them. Like being a yeah. teacher is being an entertainer. And if you do the same thing, every, you tell the same jokes every time, they're not going to laugh at you. So you have to change, you have to change your, you have to change your presentation and it's no different in coaching and then in teaching. However, if I'm teaching you trig or pre-calculus and you can't do a basic algebraic equation, I have to teach you, literally tell you and show you and have you practice doing that skill. That's my only issue with the small side game stuff is don't go so far that that's all you're doing. Because yeah. you're dealing with, you know, a 15-year-old girl or boy, you might have to teach them how to jump stop <laughs> or, you know, how to, you know, there, there's skill sets that you have to teach um, that I think are getting, that's my only issue with it is I think some of those skill sets are getting lost. You know, you know, you pivot out of, pivot out of problems, people, um, you know, you got to show them how to pivot or how to set a screen. Don't assume they know how to set a screen. Uh <laughs> I've had really good players that can't set screens and don't know how. Um, and I would have to show them exactly how to set a screen or how to set a screen up or things like that. So um, that's my only issue with it is I, I think it's great. And I think I've been doing it forever, but um, that movement has almost taken over in some respects. And it's like, you can't play games the whole practice because in my opinion, I mean, you can, but it's, there's, there's time for skill sets too, in my opinion. Um well, I mean, you, you touched on, we're teachers, right? Right. And so how can you scaffold it to get you ready for that live action? And then you play some live. Okay. And now you're going to come back and reteach it again. Right. Just like in the classroom, you're going to teach this, this skill set, and then you have an assessment. Okay. You didn't do great on it. Well, let's reteach it. Right. Um, so sometimes I, I have to remind even my coaching staff or other coaches that I'm friends with, or people that come to me with questions, like we are teachers. And my classroom just has two baskets hanging on yes. the ceiling. That's the only difference. Rather than a well, rather than a Promethean board or a whiteboard, <laughs> it's got yeah. these baskets hanging. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. And sometimes coaches even don't give themselves enough credit. They don't realize that they're a teacher. No, I'm just a coach. I'm not a teacher in the classroom. So I've got a different job and I come in and I'm a coach. No, you're a teacher and you do a great job. And these are the things that you do. And then sometimes that light bulb goes off for people that aren't don't have the profession in the classroom like oh you're right and so that perspective i think is really important for people in our profession to understand i think it is too um tell me your coaching philosophy in three sentences or less this is a new oh man yeah that that's this is a new one this is a new one in, in three sentences coaching philosophy 
Um, I love my players. All right, so I, if I would have put that in a kind of a statement, I would say yeah, I coach out of love. It doesn't have to flow. This isn't an yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I coach out of love. Okay. Um, and get up and down and shoot a lot of threes. Okay. And we're we're going to be really tough, hard-nosed, like, competitors. What do you mean by competitors? Uh, well, we're going to compete in the classroom. We're going to compete for a rebound, whether it's an offensive or a defensive rebound. Uh, we're going to compete to win every single little drill uh, in practice. We're gonna, So, it, as, as you know, like, we're trying to teach these kids to be successful in life. And so, I right. think – Teaching that competitive nature is a huge life skill. And it doesn't mean the other person has to lose in, like, in the corporate world or whatever job you have, but you have to compete for yourself to, to have success. And so we talk about competition a lot. I mean, life is like a competition all the time about everything, you know. Um, sometimes it's healthy and sometimes it's not. Um, if you could talk about one topic about basketball. So let's say I gave you an hour and I gave you a mic and I gave you a room full of coaches and you could talk about one topic, what topic would that be? And why? I, I I'd probably go back to my first like little coaching philosophy is I, I coach out of love. And so I could talk about that for uh, forever and okay. just examples of how I foster that within a program and try to make it a family atmosphere and foster um, that positive culture where kids want to come back after they've graduated and see my kids and see my family and have dinners. Um, so that, that's really, really important to me, you know, and one of my coaching goals is I want to be invited to my players' weddings. Right. You know, I, I want to have that to be a lifelong relationship and don't get me wrong. I want to win. Like I'm super, <laughs> super competitive. Um, but I don't think if, I think it's really hard to win if you're, if you're not building a foundation of, um, family and where the kids are going to run through a wall for you. Yeah. I think, I think that's part of the secret sauce for any coaches that are listening to that. To be honest with you, that's, that's one of the secret sauces more than the out of bounds play. You're going to run with 37 seconds to go is, is that, um, cause just think about your own family and my family, my family would do anything for me. Well, that's what you want them to do when you're competing inside of your, you know, game is that, that exact same thing. And there's a bond, like you said, with your state tournament, there's a bond. It's almost, and, and I, by no means am I just, am I comparing basketball to war, but it's almost like a band of brothers that um, there's this mentality in the fog of war where I will do whatever I can to help and protect you. Um, I refer to it as the foxhole test. I, we, we, that's a Don Meyer thing that we do in our program, the foxhole test, where, you know, you're in the foxhole. What are the, who are the three teammates you'd want in the foxhole? Um, and I have them actually fill that out. And you'd be interested in seeing that. It's the same kids are in the foxhole. Mm -hmm. And I, I, and I've also said to some of my players, I want to be in a foxhole with you for a billion dollars because as soon as the first shot runs you're going you're going that way <laughs> you're not with me but we all know those players that would sit in that foxhole with you and would stay there to the end and those are the ones you want um 
And that's what I try to convey to them. It's that family. It's that band of brothers. Great, great HBO miniseries. If you haven't seen it, Band of Brothers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, it's that it's that camaraderie. That that's that's the we the VFW is always busy with all these guys from you know the Vietnam War, the Korean War, because it's a band. They they have that special bond together because they were people were trying to kill them. You know, it's like um, and again, that's a, a silly little game is nowhere a comparison to war, but. It's similar in that respect as far as that that family and that band of brothers. I agree. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.